we got the trio back together again with a very much by demand uh, question and topic that we're going to talk on today. And part of this comes from a presentation that both Derek and I delivered over the past couple of weeks around real estate investing, where to get started, everything you need to know. We ran the gamut from start to finish, and we've been doing a few of these different real estate investing seminars lately. If something that you're interested in, make sure to send us a DM on our Instagram at Thrive Mortgage Co. at the YBR Remo Show. But Without getting too far into that, you know, we always get asked about how do I even get start, started preparing my file for real estate investing? What are the ways to think about it? What do I need to know? What do I need to look? So as always, we did the ABCs today, everything you really need to know. And I don't care if you're a seasoned investor or a first time investor, you will find value in this conversation here today. There's no doubt about that. We spent a solid half hour giving you the four key factors or quadrants, so to speak, that you want to consider and a whole bunch of key information that comes from it. Now, I'm excited because guess what? Uh, we got an incredible review today from someone on Apple Podcasts, who uh, Apple iTunes, I should say, and I don't know how to even pronounce this. So it's A-H-E-H. Anyways, you know who you are. Um, if you left us that review, make sure to send us a message on IG because we're going to send you a couple of Thrive mugs and or some delicious coffee, whatever you want. Uh, the review said it's a great resource. These guys are a great resource to understanding the financing considerations investors and or just homeowners should be thinking about when looking for your next property or more importantly, when you begin or even if you begin before you begin your search. Great content, guys. Keep it up. Thanks so much for the awesome review. Guys, if you're listening to this and we know we have hundreds of listeners every single episode and we don't have hundreds of reviews yet so please 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 take out 30 seconds right now just jump on your phone 30 seconds hop on itunes podcast whatever you can and leave us that five-star review it means a lot to us and if you're loving the show make sure to share us out tag us up we want to know more and we want to get to know our listeners really well we don't want to hide behind the wall so anyways today is all about how to prepare to invest and i think you're going to continue to love the shows and episodes. For any feedback, make sure to send it to our IG channels. If you want to learn more about working with us here at Thrive and what we do best, helping our families create wealth and real estate, first-time buyers, investors, refinance, any of that kind of stuff, this is our domain. This is what we love. That's why we talk about it for hours on end. Check it out. Otherwise, enjoy the episode and we'll see you on the other side. What's up, guys? You are listening to the YBR Remo Show, where we talk all things Vancouver real estate and mortgages, take boring topics, and make them interesting. Make sure to stay tuned to listen to everything you need to know how to put cash back in your pocket, create wealth in real estate, and simplify the complicated. Good morning, ladies and gentlemen. Good afternoon, good evening, wherever and whenever you are listening to the show. We are coming back to you guys with a little slice of investment knowledge. Now, Due to popular demand, we've had a lot of episodes recently talking about some of the principles and basics of investing, refinancing, building the perfect application, how to pick the right mortgage product, so many different things. But uh, again, we've had a lot of questions recently and had a lot of success talking about real estate as an investment and realistically where to start. And so for today's episode, we are talking about how you can prepare yourself to invest. And this is everything from your financial stage, your investment strategy, identifying your target market, and, and maybe something on your property criteria. So understanding the property and, and the importance of that. And what we're really gonna do is, is break down those four broad categories and dig deep into some things you need to think about when you work your way through the spectrum 
of how to prepare to invest for real estate? Preparing to invest, I mean, it, number one, you got to prepare. Uh, you have to have a plan and, you know, knowing your financial stage is, is key because you really can't do anything without money or the ability to obtain money. So, you know, do you have, you know, the ability to borrow? And that's, that's really where you got to start in, in my opinion. Yeah. I mean, just figuring out what you can achieve, right? It's like, you don't go grocery shopping without your wallet. Don't spend time looking at homes without a proper pre-approval in place. Um, and when it comes to investment properties, there's, there's a lot of different routes that you can go. There's a ton of different lenders. Um, we've talked about this a million times, but every lender is a little bit different with how they look at rental income, right? Um, some lenders require you to have some excess cash in the bank to buy a rental property. Every single lender is going to require you to have 20% down. Where's your down payment coming from? Can we pull it from your existing home? Is it being gifted? Uh, is it savings, right? Like there's a lot of different components that we have to look at. So just figuring out what you can achieve, how much money you can get uh, in the form of a mortgage or line of credit. It's probably the most important part, uh, important place to start, I should say. Um, and that's where obviously we can come in and help. Yeah, and I mean, as a precursor to that, these almost go side by side. We're going to talk about this as the second step of uh, preparing to invest. It's understanding your investment strategy. So we want to be clear as we're talking about the financial piece, the investment strategy and the financial piece can go hand in hand um, when you're trying to understand what you can do. But the preparation when you're understanding what you can do financially is obviously key because at the end of the day, if you can't get the money, you can't do anything, right? Now, when we're talking about preparing for your financials and we're looking at what you can do to get your real estate, we're not only talking about mortgages, but certainly that's a big part of it. You know, as an example, do you have the ability to raise capital, find money from a partner? Uh, are there other people who might invest with you? Are there other sources of money? So these are the types of things that we could be thinking about when it comes to the financial stage that you're in right now. But, you know, full disclosure, I think realistically, when we're talking about preparing to invest, like the biggest thing is understanding where you stand today, just quite simply, where am I on paper at this moment in time? Because there's a lot of steps that you're going to have to do. But if you know where you are right now, that's going to help you get further ahead. So guys, like maybe bring up some examples of some things that people can ask for when ask about when they're looking at their current situation, like what should they be thinking about? Yeah, I'd say number one is looking at the existing equity that you have in your current properties. A lot of people don't realize that there is a lot of money that's sitting in their home and, and it's if it's not being used, it's, it's really considered a dead asset or just dead money. It's not going to work for you. Regardless of what the mortgage amount is on the title of your current home or, or properties, it's irrelevant. Your The value of your home is going to still go up and it's going to appreciate no matter what. So you might as well utilize that money and put it to work for you. So I'd say number one is just really understand what your current property portfolio is valued at and where your mortgage balances are and then and then start to assess, okay, how much can I borrow? And, you know, we've gotten into that in, in, in other episodes, but just the ability to borrow 80% of the value of your home, assuming you, you qualify based on your income, that is, that that's gold. And that's ultimately what can really start to, um, quadruple your wealth. Yeah. And another key factor is, like I mentioned before, every lender is a little bit different and we see it time, time and time and again, people go on, you know, apply at their, 
their bank or their credit union and maybe they don't qualify for as much as they wanted. Um, and that's where it's so important to have an unbiased opinion on your application because yeah, maybe you don't qualify with every single bank in Canada, but maybe you do qualify with one unique credit union um, because of how they structure the rental income. So don't get discouraged if you run an application and you're not achieving the numbers that you were hoping for. Um, and back to Alex's point is, you know, planning and asking questions there's, it's never too soon to do an application and figure out where you stand today because maybe you can't get the financing that you want at all from any conventional lender, um, but we can help you build a plan to get there, whether it's you know three months or two years away, or we can help you you know start having conversations around buying with partners or friends or family, you know JV type structures. Yeah, so, so to clarify that, knowing where you're at today includes knowing if you have equity, if you own a home right now, how much access to equity you have. And that's a conversation that we can help you out with. But one way to do that is look at your current market value of your property, look to 80%. The second way to Derek's point is to know where you stand as far as your mortgage application is concerned. So some things to think about are your income type, right? So we wanna be looking at, are you self-employed? Are you employed? What is your current down payment or cash uh, that you have available? How much access to money do you have today? Like right now, access in savings accounts, RRSPs, if you're going to be looking at doing a buying a property on your own, um, or as we mentioned before, do you have the ability to bring in someone else? So these are very key parts of your financial situation that you want to be prepared. You know, again, I'll probably reference if you're listening to this episode to go back and listen to our episode called the perfect mortgage approval, where we talk about that in high, high, high level of detail. So go back and make sure to listen to that episode because it'll break down this piece and to get uh, specifically, but really Look, know your financial stage, build out a net worth statement, understand all the funds that you have access to, all the equity that you have available, and that will help you right away start to determine where you stand and what types of strengths you can bring to the table or what types of weaknesses you need to address. Now from, from there, we typically like to talk a little bit about your investment strategy. Now, we're not here to determine your investment strategy on our end of the equation. We can certainly ask questions and help you discover it, but certainly that's something that you need to discover on your own or with the help of a, a real estate investment uh, mentor or advisor or something uh, of that nature. From here, we, we really want to start to understand and nail down some of your goals, right? Uh, Short-term goals, long-term goals. Do you have a monthly goal? Is there uh, an annual? Are you trying to retire by a certain age? Do you want to have $10,000 a month of cash flow? Do you want to be able to buy five properties for five kids? Like, what are you doing and what are your goals? Yeah, and it ties back to qualification because once you know what you can achieve, you can start looking at properties within your budget. And once you kind of know what properties out there, you can go, okay, well, does a Langley condo make sense for me? because I'm hoping that this property appreciates quite a bit? Um, or are you looking for you know, maybe a townhouse in Merritt for the same price that's gonna produce a lot of cash flow, right? So understanding what's important to you in regards to you know, how this money's churning and how you hope this investment is going to work for you, that's a key thing that you really need to dig into because you know, if, if you're a younger person and you're making good money at your job and you don't really need the cash flow right now, appreciation could be a great play, right? And I mean, if you get everything, if you get cash flow and appreciation, you're laughing. Uh, but that's a good, important uh, kind of starting piece to think about. Yeah, there's a lot of strategies there, and, and a lot of in in our market here and in Toronto, the Ontario parts of Ontario, of course, that 
appreciation has covered up a lot of mistakes because we've had such huge appreciation over the last you know 24 months and and quite quite it's actually been kind of non-stop since 2016 it's just continued to go up at a, at a big rate and that's covered up mistakes around cash flow and and other areas or you know tenant it tenant issues you know tenant profile which we'll, we'll get into shortly here but you know really looking at those numbers is is you know to say it is one thing but the tools to actually look at these numbers would be the equity analysis or the investor investor analysis that we use and those are things that we're tracking okay how much is it going to cost us to you know manage this property if it is a long term or short term what is the management cost what are the you know the vacancy rates and you know building in contingency funds for those things and just really really diving into the numbers cuz that's what's going to help you win and not have mistakes and the appreciation is it's really just a cherry on all of this and and you really got to look at the nuts and bolts of this investment because if we get into a flat market or or even worse a declining market which none of us expect but if you're investing in other markets like alberta or saskatchewan these are things that will happen like there is hardly any appreciation there so this this these areas cash flow principal pay down tenants you know what your what your uh, profile is is so important because appreciation is just not something we should be banking on. Yeah, I think there's a there's something that we need to go back on when we're kind of considering. I mean, this is probably before even considering any investment. Is why are you doing it? I mean, I can't hammer home enough the why. Uh, more importantly, are we are we doing this because again I mentioned earlier because you know I don't believe that my kids are ever going to be able to buy a house in the Vancouver area or Lower Mainland. Um, so maybe there's an inheritance strategy at play. Are we doing this because, you know, I want to have freedom 45 or freedom 55 or, or freedom 65? Are we doing this because, hey, I don't want to work as much as I am right now because I want to spend time with my kids or my family? Like that why is such an important factor, especially at two o'clock in the morning when you get a phone call from your tenant because they're, you know, they plug their toilet and it's overflowing and <laughs> they made water, water damage to the floors and it's leaking down to the person below them or anything of that nature. So, you know, that, that why factor should be considered in every part of this stage, whether it's why am I looking at this property and investing all this money for potentially seeing appreciation? Why do I want it, uh, you know, buy this property because I want to earn $10,000 a month? Why do I need that 10000 Again, such a huge consideration that's always overlooked when I see people start off the process of investing in real estate and it'll get you through the tough times. Yeah, I mean, you need to treat it like a business, right? You wouldn't go and start a business if there was no purpose behind it. So you need to have a good, solid plan and, and try to figure out where you want to get to. I mean, maybe you have a goal of buying 10 properties and after the first one, it's not for you. Right. It is a, it is a job. There's work that comes with us, like you mentioned, you know, um, <clears throat> so that's another thing you got to think about. So true. So true. So, uh, you know, one thing that we should talk about when it comes to that and look, thinking about the investment strategy is how much time you have. Again, we talked about the why, but how much time do you have available? Again, uh, this could impact not necessarily the types of investments, but the way that you analyze the investments. Because maybe you don't have time to do what I mentioned at 2 o'clock in the morning, respond to a phone call, or go meet your tenant or talk to them or pick up something. And if that's the case, then you need to consider hiring a property manager. And how does that impact your numbers? And where does that go? Um, do you have time to personally manage and maintain properties all over the country? Or do you need to be close to home? Like, what is the time that you're willing to put into this? Because that's going to help you understand and analyze your personal investment strategy. Are you looking to buy a 
you know, a 24 uh, uh, unit apartment building or a single unit house with a suite that you're going to fix and flip. That's going to make a huge difference in what type of time energy you have to put into all of this, right? 100%. And I mean, back to your point, the why, like the desire, you know, you may have the time, but who wants to take phone calls at 2am about clogged toilets, right? Again, it's whether you whether you think you can manage a property and, and you want to take a stab at it, that that's cool. Like, you know, do what you got to do to kind of get your your feet wet in this industry. But I would always go back to the financial plan and build in the property management costs regardless, because that's your worst case scenario. And it's always nice to know that, hey, peace of mind, I can just get this out of sight, out of mind, and it's taken care of. And so know what those numbers look like. Yeah. And speaking of property managers, the whole team that you surround yourself with when you're looking at investing in real estate is super important. I mean, you might not know if you want a condo or a fiveplex, right? Like you might not know what is the best investment for you. And that's where it's really important to have a great team, which, you know, consists of a really good mortgage broker, real estate agent, um, maybe a property investor, a property manager, lawyers, accountants, right? Like you need to make sure you have the whole the whole uh, package together before you really go hard at something like this. Because again, it's just like starting a new business. Totally it is. So, I mean, once we figured out what your financial stage is, so we know roughly what you can do. And now we know your investment strategy, what types of properties you might be considering short, long term. We know how much time you're willing to put into it. I think the next factor that we need to understand for any of these properties, and obviously this is going to vary depending on the property type, is what is your target market? Okay, so what type of market are you looking at? This includes the demographic, the people that you're working with. This includes the location, the area. Are we looking at an area that's coming up, or a little bit of a rougher area where there's going to be some construction involved? A fully developed area where there's young families? Is it more mature? Is it a working environment? These are the different types of things that we're going to look at when it comes to your target market. So let's just take people through kind of some of the, the key factors when we're identifying the target market and what they should be looking for. Well, I think just ask yourself, like a one bedroom condo, who's going to live in that? You know, try to think like as soon as you start to think, OK, like a one bedroom condo is probably going to be a couple, probably going to be a single person. You know, is there going to be a higher turnover rate there? You know, you're already starting to build like the avatar of what that person looks like. You know, you look at a three bedroom townhouse with two bathrooms, like, okay, that's probably going to be a young family two, you know, two kids, maybe, you know, somebody that's probably going to have a bit more term, um, you know, you're already starting to build like, okay, what does this person look like just by simply understanding how many bedrooms are, are in the property or how big is the property or where is it, you know, and then again, where is it located? Is there a school nearby? Is there a Starbucks or is there a 7-Eleven? You know, the, the demographic of people buying Starbucks are different than the people that buy their coffee at 7-Eleven. It's just a fact. So those are that's just one way to start. Just start to think about these things and, and you'll ultimately start to picture what does this person look like in your mind? Yeah. And I mean, a realtor is, is going to be a wealth of knowledge when it comes to location, especially when you're looking at a town. Right. If you live in the lower mainland and you're buying in Kamloops, there's good parts and bad parts of Kamloops, right? And you don't want to go for the, the cheapest property in the worst area because again, you're attracting the wrong demographic of people. You're going to have people, you know, not making rent payments, making late payments, not paying you at all. It's going to be a nightmare, an absolute nightmare. So you really need to understand what's going on in that location. Is it up and coming? You know, if your realtor is not doing that type of work for you, they should, but you should find out what is going on with the city plan in that location is there plans for redevelopment right are you buying a single family home and they're going to build condos right next door right there's a lot of different things that you need to look at so location is key and making sure that you're getting into a decent area like like dean mentioned hopefully with a starbucks um will be helpful 
<laughs> I love that. Yeah, the avatar piece can't be overstepped. You know, again, understand, put yourself in the mindset of the person that's going to be walking around that area. As you mentioned, like a Starbucks person or a Tim Hortons person, who's your client? What do they look like? What do they do? Where do they live? Do they have a dog? Do they not have a dog? How do they communicate? Do they go for dinner, restaurants? Like you got to get down to the T, build up. I call the, like I said before, we create the avatar, create the, the image of the person that you want to be working with and what that looks like. To Derek's point, I mean, just to expand on that, the idea of buying a piece of real estate without having done a little bit of research to what's going to be built in the area, like especially from an investment perspective, I mean, let alone your own primary residence, you should always be doing that. But as an as uh, investment, like are, there, are they going to be tearing down the houses next door and either devaluing the rent for the next three years while they're building or increasing the value of the rent because they're adding in, you know, uh, restaurants and stores that people are going to want to go to, right? So these are, are not little things. These are big things that you really need to consider um, looking at that specific property. And a lot of this information you can actually find readily available through the cities and the city planning. Uh, sometimes you don't know yet, but in many circumstances, there's signs in those areas. So, so again, identify the target market, look at the area, know the location, understand what's going on, understand your client, create the avatar. If there's one thing to walk away with, those are the different things you want to consider when it comes to your target market. Best piece of, of, of advice I've had when buying in a market that I'm maybe not familiar with, or I haven't been to is walking the streets, take, you know, take your dog for a walk, borrow somebody's dog, go for a walk around the neighborhood at multiple times of the day. You know, you'll be surprised at what you see in the morning around 7, 8 a.m. compared to what you might see at 11 p.m. Um, so getting to know those areas is so important because you will see a whole slew of different activity at those times. And, and, and it will just give you a really good feel of where you're buying. And again, that's for somebody that's buying in an area that they maybe never been to. Yeah, and I think last thing on location is understanding the Tenancy Act, right? Like it's dramatically different from BC to Alberta you know, through the Maritimes. Um, as an example, in Alberta, you can raise rent. There is no cap on raising rent, right? In BC, it's very, very minimal how much you can raise rent. Uh, in BC, it's very hard to evict a tenant, to get rid of somebody for any reason. Nowadays, it's extremely difficult. So before you purchase, you should really have a firm understanding of what that looks like. Because if you think it's a one-year term and you're gonna get that tenant out, or you're gonna raise rent by a thousand bucks because your costs went up, it doesn't happen like that in BC. So just make sure you understand uh, the tenancy laws wherever you're purchasing. Yeah, that can't that one can't be understated. And I mean, I feel like we should be doing a couple of episodes on that alone. And we'll do that in the future because that's a conversation that needs to be had. So, I mean, once that's done, I mean, because this goes hand in hand with the target market and the location. I mean, let's just talk a little bit more detail. So, so uh, under the preparing to invest, we're just going to do a little recap here. Knowing your financial situation stage, choosing your investment strategy, identifying your target market, and then from there, identifying the property criteria. So at this point, we probably understand if we're looking for a condo or a detached house or a fix and flip or a multi-unit building or whatever that situation is. But now that you know the other three factors, you can get really tight on defining the property criteria. Again, kind of hand in hand with some of these other items, but it's super important. So some of the things to think about there, again, let's talk specifically in the form of a single family home. Again, what's going on with the house? What's the age of the property? How much work am I going to put into this actual physical home? Remember, you're gonna to have to have somebody mow the lawn. You're gonna to have to do all sorts of different uh, considerations as far as upkeep is concerned, the roof. Uh, you know, are there any, you know, again, properties in the area that you need to be concerned about with homeowners? Because again, it's not a strata. Uh, there's very limited control you have over the neighbors in the detached housing area. What are the different types of things we need to think about? 
can this property be sweeted? Is it already sweeted? Are you allowed to sweet it? Is there going to be an issue if uh, you know the city comes by or someone calls you and says you have an illegal sweet? So defining the property criteria is so key once you define your actual strategy and your target market. Well, I couldn't agree more. I mean, to your point, single family home, who's looking after the lawn? I mean, we've talked about this uh, with our acreage specialist, Tammy, on a, on a previous episode. They actually exchange services like tenants will exchange services to look after the property in, in, in the you know in the example of an acreage for in exchange for a lower rent you know those are things you can negotiate with your tenants it, 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 just making sure the property is maintained is one thing but you know there are ways to to achieve that without having to physically do it yourself so super key but i think again like we, we've had a lot of activity around short term and we haven't touched on that too much in this episode but short-term rental airbnb it's probably not likely to that you're going to get a good Airbnb return in a in an area like let's say Cloverdale. I don't think too many people are 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 maybe traveling to Cloverdale for a vacation, but maybe they are if there's a major employer there or like a hospital or something like that. We we see in Langley, Airbnb thrives around Langley Hospital because there's so many nurses and doctors coming in and out um, for short term stays and and just you're essentially looking to maintain the hospital. So looking for major major city centers where there is going to be activity or events or stuff like that. Um, it doesn't always have to be a Soyuz or Kelowna, the vacation town. Just knowing that okay, hey, there's other areas that here are other factors here that will support Airbnb traffic. Those are super key. Great points, Dean. Really good points all around there. So again, thinking about that specific property type, in this case, as Dean mentioned, a short-term rental, the zoning, location, the city, other uh, people in the area, um, ability to have certain types of property managers, resources, distance from you. What are the other types of things you need to be thinking about property-wise? I mean, Derek, maybe you could touch a little bit on strata and some considerations that should be looked out for in the strata piece. Yeah, I mean, understanding the condition of the strata, first of all, this is whether it's a rental property or owner occupied, you need to understand um, how that strata is managed, if it's in a financially good position, if there's big upcoming assessments to the complex, um, rental restrictions are huge, right? Now, there's good and bad in every industry. Um, when you're buying for the purpose of investment, you need a really, really good realtor on board that understands investment because you could go and write a subject free offer on a townhouse to realize that it has rental restrictions and you can't rent it, right? Something as minimal as that could just completely damper uh, your first or second or third investment. Um, at the end of the day, strata is, you know, you're sharing walls with people. So you have to take that into consideration. Um, strata properties can be a great investment for sure. Hands down. You just need to know how that complex, um, what condition it's in. Um, you know, you also have to keep in mind that, a lot of people in stratas aren't huge fans of tenants, right? Um, there are some phenomenal tenants out there that keep their stuff nice and clean. And there's a lot of tenants that will, you know, create a mess and they're loud and obnoxious. And uh, so you can get a lot more complaints. It can be a lot more hands-on as a landlord, as an owner of investment property within a strata, just depending on, you know, the shape of the tenant essentially. That's a good point. And where do those fines go when the strata starts finding your tenant? They, they go to the owner. And so those can pile up quickly. So, so huge. Yeah. Stratas looking at the buildings, the units, what they allow, what they don't allow, tenancy in the neighborhood. Is this, again, a, a building that has primarily rental units in it? Does it not? Because that can make a difference on how they feel about it in the location of the area as well. Uh, honestly, like this is a topic or that area in general, like identifying your, your property criteria is huge. 
we touched on location before um, earlier in this as it pertained to like Airbnbs, but you know, location as far as what's gone on in the area, are they right for um, seeing, you know, appreciation growth due to the fact that they have limited amount of uh, property and minimal building, but people are moving there. What type of industry is in there? Is it a boom or bust town like, you know, Fort Mac, or are we talking about somewhere where it's going to be like, uh, you know, all tech friendly where people can work from there and people are moving there, right? So understanding what's going on in that area and that location is just so freaking key to making a decision. You know, looking back at this, uh, I, I realized that each and every one of these topics are probably topics on their own that could have so many question marks that people are going to ask. But this this should really serve as uh, an episode that is a base for someone who's thinking about investing in real estate. I mean, how many calls do we get on a weekly basis, guys, where someone's like, hey, I want to, you know, maybe they want to buy their first home or second home, uh, but they, they, they ask about real estate investing and straight away the first thing is, is just can I buy a second home and that's that's it and they don't put any thought into these factors. So. I feel like if you're thinking about one day building a, an investment portfolio in real estate, which I'm all for, obviously all three of us are for uh, doing it ourselves, you, you need to think about these factors before making the decision. This will help you set your base, but also be willing to adjust because maybe you start with that first you know, long-term detached home, fix and flip, whatever, but realize that that doesn't help you achieve your goals. So be willing to be adaptable, be willing to be flexible, and if it ever gets freaking hard, Remember why you're doing it in the first place. And that's why we ask about the why. Yeah, good point. There we go. Just like that. <laughs> All right. Well, if you listened along this far, we're super thankful for you having to listen to the show and, and be a part of this with us. We've got so much more content planned as we always do with lots of great interviews continuing to come up over the next few weeks and months of the show. If you're loving the episodes, if you're loving the shows, a couple things you can do for us. First of all, go and leave us a five-star review or rating if you think we deserve it on iTunes. Share us up on Spotify. Just hit that little share button. Throw it up on your Instagram, tag us at the YBR Remo Show or at Thrive Mortgage Cone. If you want to find out more about working with mortgage brokers who give a crap and invest a lot of time and energy on educating you, then reach out to us here at thrivemortgage.ca and we'd love to hear from you. From all of us here, Dean Lawton, Derek Williamson, myself, Alex McFadden, we'll see you on the next episode and have an amazing, amazing rest of your day.